Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. My name is Alexi Boyd, of course, your trusted small business advocate, lover of all things admin and bass agent bookkeeper with Boyd Office Management Services, proud supporters of Triple H. And uh, we've got some absolutely fantastic guests on the show today, and it's a topic that I've been wanting to cover with my small business listeners for a couple of years now. It's all about trying to keep healthy and fit and how that ties into running a small business and how important it is to be conscious of certain elements that you have when either you're working or not working, uh, your stress levels, what you drink, what you eat. It all ties into being a successful business owner because without looking after yourself, well, you don't really have... I don't know, I guess you don't have the backbone of your business. You are the business. And in so many cases around here, especially in our area of Sydney, a lot of people run their business and they are the only employee or you are a sole trader of your of your business, which means that without you, there isn't one. And if we look at what's been happening around Sydney these last few weeks with the terrible flu season that we've had, we've probably got quite a number of business owners out there who say, well, when I'm taken down, my whole business goes down with me. So um, we're really excited to have um, a special, couple of special guests on the show today. So um, let's talk today about better workplace health for small business. And we've got very special wellness experts, Dr. Louis Jen and Ingrid no, I'm not going to get that right, am I, Ingrid? How do you pronounce your last name? Manugian. Manugian. Yeah, I did practice that, but that was, no, <laughs> fail, 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 fail. So this is a topic that, I, as I said, I've been kind of looking for the right person to talk about this, and I'm really excited to have you guys on the show because you are experts. Now, tell me a little bit about your practice firstly. You're based down in Chatswood. Yes, that's correct. Um, so uh, Complete Health Chiropractic has been um, one of the longest standing chiropractic practices uh, in the Upper North Shore. Um, yeah, we've been operating there for well over 20 years. And it's not just chiropractic that you do, though, is it? Because you've got some fantastic workshops running. Yes. Um, you do engage with your local small business community. You've been on the Chatswood uh, community radio station as well, telling and educating businesses. So you're obviously quite passionate about your role in the community. Yes, 100%. Um, I think definitely um, what we what we'd really like to um, or very passionate about um, is really getting people to live that healthier lifestyle and that um, kind of an overall picture of health and yeah, just making sure people are being proactive. Indeed. And not only as, as business owners, I suppose, which is what today's focus is, but obviously as, as people too. Like cause at the end of the day, Ingrid, we are, we are parents, we are members of the community, we are volunteers, we are business people, we're everything. Yeah, that's it. And it's definitely what Louis mentioned before, being proactive about those things rather than reactive and waiting for things to happen and then we kind of respond. And I think that's the same with small business. You've got to be over everything before it kind of happens so that you're successful and you're moving forward rather than just reacting to what's happening around you. Mm, It'd be nice if the politicians took a little bit of that under their belt too. Uh, So so broadly, we've got a concept here that you talk about um, quite a lot in your workshops and in your practice, which is move well think well, eat well. Could you maybe just explain that to me a little bit, Ingrid? Yeah, so it's with the um, kind of that whole holistic approach to to health. And when you kind of really break it down, it's actually looking at what the the human body or what people require at that sort of base level or that fundamental level. So if we kind of really approach it as a puzzle, a health puzzle, and they all kind of fit together to create that one whole, then we've got 
we've got to move and, and exercise regularly. We've got to fuel our body with the proper nutrition and we've got to also have that mindset where we're in that positive mindset moving forward. So with all those things, there's also rest and digest and we'll kind of touch on that mm. briefly as well because mm. that's a really important part. And I think for small business owners, that downtime is kind of hard to access sometimes. Yeah, because it is, it is there's a heavy reliance on yourself and, and you know, the, if you physically or not, let's, not, let's forget about the physical side of things altogether for a moment because we, we do sort of tend to focus these days on, on the body, but the mind obviously just as important, mental health just as important. I was really glad, glad to hear the other day about, um, uh, you know, workplace relations encouraging people to take, mm. hang on, I'm going to get this wrong, is it mind days? No, brain days? No, Neither of those have yeah. been <laughs> <laughs> When you take a day off for your mental health, yes. mental health day, that, that was it, sorry, right, yes, <laughs> that was hard. Uh, yeah, so you take a mental health day, which is, uh, we try and encourage small businesses to be conscious of that with their employees too. Um, so it's obviously a key loss of productivity. Let's take, you know, half of Sydney's population losing it with the flu. Have you seen people come to you almost exacerbated needing treatment because they've been unwell as well is that sort of part of the process yeah for sure like a lot of people and that's that kind of reactive mindset is they'll wait till they're in that state before they have to do Mm. something about it Mm. so when we're kind of talking about the health puzzle and those different facets of that health puzzle they really do need to be balanced across that and not letting the ball drop in one area until it's that point of kind of getting sick or being unwell or not being able to work, Mm. but doing things in your lifestyle, in your workplace, in your business that actually promote health so you don't get to that point. And Louis, speaking of of, of being sort of proactive, can you give me some specific examples that rather than, you know, waiting till you're at death's door with a flu or having thrown out your back because you've been sitting badly, what are some things that people can do um, every day to be a bit more proactive? Yeah, so that kind of comes back to, you know, the concept of, you know, uh, move well, think well and eat well um, is we kind of broken down that health puzzle in those pieces and what we do is we kind of encourage people to look at those pieces and trying to fulfill as much as those pieces as possible um so uh things like um making sure that you're taking taking regular breaks throughout the day you know we generally suggest um because the society we're now sitting for so much Mm. uh, that we generally recommend every 30 to 40 minutes you should be really getting up and moving um, and just creating a bit of I guess injecting movement into into your day. What what do you consider to be moving? I mean, I, you know, for me, I'm so stagnant sometimes when I'm got my head down, bum up, that it's literally just stand. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't um, count, does it? Yeah. So uh, I mean, we generally say about you know if you if you get up and out of your chair and you kind of even just marching on the spot for a couple of minutes is better than just sitting for hours and hours and hours for an extended period of time. Um, But obviously, if you can walk to, you know, maybe get a drink of water, uh, maybe during your lunch break, go out, you know, go outside and have a a bit of fresh air, um, that's obviously going to be the best. Mm. Essentially get a dog. Have a yeah. dog in your office. Why not? That maybe one person looks after and has, but everyone has to walk it every day. It's like, it's your turn to walk the dog. <laughs> 100%. Or even when you were um, saying that you stand, that is better than sitting. So mm. there's kind of a bit of a saying that stand to work, sit to rest. So a lot of what we do is we sit for the entirety of our day in the office or our day at work. But if you, a standing desk is obviously great for that. You mm. can kind of change levels and change what you're doing and do different tasks, standing, different tasks, sitting. 
if you don't have that option, then setting regular reminders to even do something that is a standing task and come back to sitting mm. after that period is better than sitting all day. And if you have a, a bottle of water on the desk, yep. yes. preferably not plastic, you should be drinking out of aluminium or glass or something, but um, it makes you wee. Yes. Which is good, which makes you get up every 45 <laughs> minutes or so, which is also very, very good. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned standing desks. Now, I'm sure there's a couple of people out there going, I don't have a spare $2,500 for a standing <laughs> desk. But you don't have to do that anymore. You can actually get from some of the major retailers, you can get ones that sit just on your desk yeah. and they're adjustable. Yeah. Um, and then they can you can sit up and down. Yeah. Or even if you don't have the space for that, really setting up your workstation ergonomically, you can do little small changes that can be helpful for that. So one of the main things is using whatever chair you are using really using that chair and scooting your bottom right back to the base of the chair and using the back support and then with your screen working off the laptop is never really ideal but if that's the way that it's going to happen putting that up on some books so that you can actually bring that books. screen to eye level mm. of course you don't know I mean, I, you know what that's so funny because my husband have just we've got one laptop stand but now we both work off laptops when we're at home I didn't even think of just going and getting some... <laughs> pity we don't have phone books anymore, but at least mm. just getting some books. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. a great idea. Um, and you can get those um, plug-in... Uh, plug-in, what do you call the it? The wireless keyboard. Thank you. No, not wireless. Wireless is bad, Louis, because then you've got to get <laughs> batteries and you have to replace them and batteries are bad. You get the plug-in <laughs> ones. Who cares about the extra wires? <laughs> And you get plug-in ones and then and they last longer anyway. I've had mine for years and years and they don't tend to die. But, um, yeah, put them up on books. That's, that's, that's a great option. Now, what are you thinking on the giant balls? Are you a fan of the – as a chiropractor, are you a fan? Do they actually engage your – pelvic floor muscles and all that stuff are they they're good? a great thing to have I think in terms of having it around yeah very 90s yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but probably what it the only thing with that is it may encourage you to sit for longer mm. because you kind of got this movement happening and really that sitting position is not great for our digestive system it's not great for you know all the joints and everything to be in that position for a long time so you're actually probably better to sit in that chair and the other thing with the ergonomics is actually 90 degree angles so at the hip from the leg up to the torso, 90 degrees, and then where your hands sit on the desk, so at the elbow, 90 degrees. 90 degrees. So 90 degrees is the rule for all of your Nine, joints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for your neck. Except for your neck. Yeah, so that's some really good tips there. Just go and get, literally go and get some books, go and get a plug-in keyboard that you can just have sitting there. Because I've actually recently just moved out of my office and I'm sitting on the dining room table because it's the only place where I can really spread out. Yeah. And that's okay because you can pack everything up and put it into a little box at the end of the day. Um, but I do have to be really strict with my and put my thing on the laptop stand. Don't mm. take the easy way out. Plug everything and get myself set up. Um, and as you know, I was telling you during our meeting, I, I have a wooden chair that I sit on, an absolutely solid wooden chair that I've hunted around all the secondhand shops to find, um, and it makes me sit up. Yeah, I can't, I can't just relax and, and sit back. My husband, on the other hand, has a is it eight thousand dollar? You know those ridiculous. What are they called? No, not tw- they're twelve hundred dollar chairs. They're Henry. Somebody, Henry Kissinger, knows wrong. But yeah, they're really expensive chairs. But ever since he's had those, he doesn't he doesn't um, tend to to need them anymore. But I I know there's a lot of thought about the whole standing sitting thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely much better. Definitely. And you said um, you mentioned that there's actually a an app. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's an app uh, kind of developed by our association, the Chiropractors Association of Australia, which basically prompts you every. You can set it. Uh, we usually say you want to set it to about 40 minutes. So every 40 minutes, there's a bit of a pop-up that comes up on your on your on your phone, and it reminds you to get up out of your chair, go do a bit of a stretch, march on the spot, but also gives you you know little tips, a little health tips on how to kind of obviously, um, yeah, help you get through the day. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
and all that ergonomic stuff is included in the app too so to kind of a bit more of a visual of the 90 degree angles and that sort of stuff that's all in there mm. and um, that one is stra- uh, straighten up app is yeah. is the name and Excellent. it's completely free awesome we like free stuff <laughs> uh, so that's great and don't forget everybody these principles that we're talking about with move well um, is, is very important to think about when you're working from home um, yes it's very nice at the end of the day to sit down with a glass of wine and do your invoicing I'm talking to every small business owner out there while sitting on the couch with your feet up but you must admit that after a few minutes your neck and your back does start to hurt and the rounded shoulders and it's it's not great how about his just don't work after nine o'clock there's <laughs> a thought just don't yeah just don't work look we're going to take a short break um and listen to some community service announcements you'll be back after these short announcements on small biz matters after this um, so today we've got some great guests in the room. If you've listened, uh, if you've missed any of today's show, make sure that you listen to the podcast on smallbizmatters.com.au, of course. And um, we're here with Complete Health Chiropractic, which is a wonderful practice down in Horn- uh, not Hornsby, <laughs> Chatswood, down in Chatswood. Um, and they're sharing with us uh, a concept that they've been working with when it comes to not only small business owners, but the general community. Move well, eat well, live well. Did I miss one? Think, think well. Think well. Thank you. About next. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's cover off the, the think well concept, which um, just before the break, we were talking about uh, standing well. No, I'm going to get that wrong as well. Move well. <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> Let's do Think Well. So um, Think Well, very important, as we mentioned. Mm. Um, it's important to allow for your staff to have mental health days. Everyone has their bad days and that's okay. Uh, and sometimes we just need a break. So take me through some of those um, some of those processes. Yeah, so really, I mean, I think with current society, it's kind of has us in this kind of a go-go-go mentality where everything's really accessible. Uh, we're constantly engaged. We're constantly simulated. And really that kind of adds up over time and it has an impact on our overall bodies. Um, and we're not really designed to function like that. You know, there's, a, uh, as Ingrid mentioned earlier, a, a branch of the nervous system uh, where we should be, which is dedicated to uh, rest and digest. So we should be in this state majority of the time. Uh, and that's really where we're, we're healing. We're so not recovering but we're not yeah Yeah. so uh and and basically this overstimulated overstressed state then causes us to be in this kind of um react yeah fight and flight where we're reacting to things we're in this reactive behavior and but really the truth is stress is good you know we like stress it causes us it can allow us to be productive uh but how much stress we encounter and where stress kind of falls in our day is Mm. really, really important. So um, a good example that we see a lot of is, you know, as small business owners, um, it's really easy for us to wake up in the morning, have a cup of coffee, open our laptops, and before you know it, you're addressing emails, you know, 6.30 in the morning, right? Uh, And then before you know it, you're then reacting to something that's, you know, urgent for someone else, but it's not important to you. That's, That's a really good point, actually, that whole reactive mentality we have with, you know, uh, you know, some people are just so quick off the mark with those emails and you kind of think, I didn't phone you. You know, this this should be a hierarchy. When you phone yes. someone, you need to speak to them. That's yeah. why you're phoning them or shouting at them across the room. That's, they don't not, <laughs> you know. And then there's texting and texting is like, yeah, not super urgent. But emails, really not on the urgency mm. scale important. But some people are just so quick yeah. that they think that, that in order to be a good business owner, I have to be super fast at getting yeah. back to my clients. And what you're better off doing is training your clients to understand that you are human. Yes. That um, you are an expert, but you will function better without the pressure or the stress exactly. and uh, and that reactive thing. And for God's sake, 
don't pick up your phone at six o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Don't have yeah. it. The World Health Organization actually says not to have your phone plugged in next to you yeah. because it does emit gamma rays or something. I'm, I'm talking Star Trek now, but some rays come out of your phone and eat your brain, but don't have it plugged in next to you. And, and don't, just don't, because you don't, why is the first thing you're doing picking up your phone and checking mm. emails? What the hell is going to happen at six o'clock in the morning that's so world life-changing that, yeah. you know? That's it. That's right. And there's some strategies that you can kind of structure your day that way. So having times when you do check emails and times when you respond. And as you said, it's kind of training those clients that that's, you will get to it. It's not that you're not doing it, but this is when it'll be done. Mm. And that actually helps with that mindset and actually giving you back control rather and putting you as we've been talking about the whole time in that pro like proactive and making choices about what you're doing with your day rather than just reacting and getting on a, a bandwagon of doing this when really you're going to mm. be more productive in your business if you've got your day set out and you're achieving and ticking off the to-do list which is always yeah really nice to and do. it's part of your reputation as well if you yeah. get a reputation for being someone who's super quick to get back to people yeah. and then you don't because mm. you're having a bad day yeah, that people think you're slipping, yeah. you know. And if it, let's be realistic, because uh, the reality is, a lot of small businesses do their admin in the evening when they've got the time, or the kids are in bed, and that's when they're doing it. Okay, fair enough. But don't actually send those emails. Yeah, mm. write them, save them, and when you get there in the morning at nine o one, then send them to your clients because yeah. they'll think that you did it in yeah. the morning, not at stupid o'clock at night. So. Yeah. There's a few little things you can do there to try and not be so reactive and, and setting out your days is a great idea. I've heard of some people who just say, look, I only deal... <laughs> I actually got a bounce back email from someone when I was sending out the information about the event and the bounce back said, I only read emails between 9 and 11 a.m. Mm. If this great. is urgent, please phone me. Otherwise, I'll, I'll get back to you during those times. And, and that's a great training mechanism yeah. for clients and for suppliers. And, and that's what really we do with our people is we, we help them by really focusing on little small steps. Like, for an example, um, you know, perhaps coming up with like a morning routine that's going to allow you to start your day off being productive. So uh, little things could be uh, gratitude uh, mindset exercises where you start your day with three things that you're 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 grateful for, uh, and there's actually studies that indicate um, that if you begin your day with gratitude, that it can actually rewire your brain to have a more positive outlook in uh, life. I just had a brilliant idea. So, because all of us small business owners are also parents, here's an idea: don't go into your kids' rooms and start immediately yelling at them to get out of bed. What an awful way to start the day. <laughs> Go in there, give them a sweet kiss and a cuddle. Say, morning, darling. Hi, how are you going? A little bit of a nod, push them, shove them awake a little bit. And then five minutes later, you come in and scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's not, it can't be 100% positive to just, it's that thing. We, we have yeah. to take on this, this mentality almost with every aspect, not just... Yeah. Our business. That's correct. Or even yeah. taking that gratitude exercise, popping into the kids and sharing that thing that you're grateful with them. How good is that to wake up mm. to mum or dad coming in and saying, today I'm really grateful that da 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of that gratitude thing. I, I, I've just, <laughs> I find it a bit, yeah, okay, but it is, it's a mindset. And yes. I just, I, you need to train yourself. That's 100%, it. That's and it. if you're into that work mode, you know, everything's running really quickly and I've got to do everything really quickly and it's this, 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 well, just snap out of it. Yeah. yeah. And even if it's just a minute or two out of your day. No, it's a, it's a great way to, to think well, yeah. to be to be better. And I, I really like your point about the fact that stress is good for you because it, it does heighten your response and make you a little bit more efficient. So does coffee, but only once a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's talk about eat well, um, Ingrid. So we talked.
talked about eat well, we've talked about move well, think well. Let's talk about eat well. Yeah. So fueling that body, it's often a bit of a minefield. I think there's so much information out there of what we should and shouldn't do. Um, there's lots of diets and things like that, which are often they might have great results for some people, not for others. And then at the end of the day, they're really not that sustainable for most people. Mm. They can be good for a short period of time, but in that long haul, it's it sort of falls apart. So it kind of, again, just like when we're looking at the requirements of the health puzzle for a person, then nutrition's the same. You've got to look at what the body requires to fuel itself. And that makes it really simple when you kind of go to that. Like what does our body need? It needs carbohydrates, fats, good fats, and also protein. Can you give me some um, good, because I think this is where we struggle as small businesses, that period at 11.30 and <laughs> at, at 3 or 2.30 after meal has been digested. Yeah. What's some good snacks to have around the office? Yeah. So taking it back to those three kind of, you know, micronutrients or macronutrients of what the body requires, then it's just kind of finding things that fit into those categories. Nuts are a great little snack. They're easy to transport and, and keep them. You don't need to heat them up or anything like that. And but don't if, buy the salted ones. Yeah, maybe not the salted ones. Yeah. Uh, but if that's your starting block, if that's your small change that you need to make and they need to be salted for a while, then it's better than grabbing something else like a chocolate bar or those kind of things. So it is about you know, that in moderation and making it easy for you to actually make that change and make that change into a habit. Uh, but yeah, nuts are great. Fruit's good, but you've got to kind of watch that that's that sugar intake, even though it is packaged with awesome fibre and all that stuff. Um, veggies are great. Carrots. Yeah, yeah look, yeah. Well, we were talking about this when we had our meeting, that there's lots of businesses out there who buy the harvest box and buy the fruit box for their staff, which is not necessarily great because you will get those sugar crashes, even mm-hmm. though it's fructose. Um, why not mix it up with some veggies? Yeah, yep, and that's it. Like you can, it's all that moderation again. So fruit is awesome. It's really good. It's got your vitamin C. It's got your fibre. It's much better than again having something that's a bit more grab and go and processed. But it is, yeah, having that variation, mixing it up, looking for fun things that you actually like eating that taste good but happen to be healthy as well. So what, what's that? That's like your nuts and okay. your veggies. <laughs> Carrots are good. <laughs> and, and maybe some hummus. Hummus, yes. yeah, hummus that's really good. Yeah, high in protein with your chickpeas. Yeah, so, and it is that avocado is a great snack. You know, those kind of things. It's probably a bit decadent when they're really expensive to mm. crack open half, half an avocado and down it, but that's a really good snack that leaves you feeling really satisfied because it's a good fat. Yeah, mm. And feeling fuller for longer as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, I'm not a believer in that because <laughs> when my husband makes really awesome porridge, he does very good porridge in the morning, I get hungrier earlier than if I have crappy... F- how does that work? Why I don't know. <laughs> it might be, and sometimes it's a combination of stuff too. So if you're going to look at a meal or something that you're having even as a snack, is it ticking the boxes of protein, carbohydrates and fats? And if it doesn't have enough good fats in it, sometimes it doesn't leave you as satisfied. So Ooh. the oats, you might need to be adding something in there. Full fat milk. Yep. Mm, yeah, mm. something like that. And what's your uh, what's your thinking, speaking of eat well, on the whole uh, low fat? Yeah, not so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because it just yeah. raises up the sugar. Because our body it? uses fat as a, a fuel source. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about um, you guys as a, as a chiropractic practice. As we've mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's more about um, an overall wellness rather than specifically, you know, looking at, at that particular health aspect. Yeah. So what are some of the things you commonly encounter as wellness experts? Yeah, so um, usually um, in, in our practice, we see a lot of people um, associated with kind of how they're really dealing and coping with stresses in their life, right? So. Um, kind of bearing in mind that s- some of these symptoms may kind of be a little bit different for certain people. Mm. Um, but what we often see with people who are overstressed or have a lot of stress in their life kind of constantly um, is poor posture. 
um, because they're in that kind of... She says what she says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when they're in that kind of fight and flight state, um, you wanna, you're you kind of basically telling your body that you need to protect yourself. So what then people end up doing is they uh, incorporate this kind of hunched over type of posture. and Because the body naturally wants to protect its inner exactly core. Exactly right. It's not yeah. really interested in your fingers and toes. It wants to... So that's where the hunching comes from. Yes, yeah. that's right. And and for some people as well, they, they know how to sit up straight. They know how to stand up straight. But when they're in this state for such a long uh, period of time, they actually find it really hard to keep themselves in that correct posture. Uh, mm. And they kind of want to revert back into that kind of hunch over position because they're stuck in that kind of fight and flight type of state. Yeah, yeah. so it's the, the accumulation of the stress plus not getting up and almost fusing yourself into that position, really. Yeah, it's actually a lot to... When you kind of look at the brain, there's kind of quite a um, primal, sort of primitive part of the brain. And one of those things, it's called the red nucleus, is to do with posture. So when the red nucleus is stimulated, we go into fight and flight and we go into that posture. So the more we stay in that posture, it's kind of that feedback loop of stimulating the red nucleus, which is fight or flight, stress, stress, stress. And if we can actually even spend some time actively coming out of that posture we switch the red nucleus up. And it's funny because I find that um, sometimes when you take really stressful phone calls, I like to get up and walk around. And not only, it's quite interesting actually, because not only does it change my voice, yep. it makes me more authoritative. Um, I can use my hands more and, and you know, be, be really... Um, uh, Power poses? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. Just, and just doing things and walking around when you take phone calls, it, it gives you strength Yeah, and it gets you out of that, fight or flight kind of hunched yes, over posture, right. doesn't yeah. it? It yeah. makes you stand There's up There's actually straight. a really great TED Talk that talks exactly what you said, power poses, and that's the same thing. It's the red nucleus. It's that the posture, that physical change in body position has feedback to the nervous system that actually changes the hormonal sort of distribution, everything that's happening. So, so everyone out there who's listening today, let's do a little experiment. So every time you're taking a phone call from a client or, uh, you know, someone who might, it might be a little bit stressful, try that. Try and do the walking around thing. Um, and if you're in a particular office, go outside and walk around as well. Um, it makes you sound like you're really busy too because you're in between. <laughs> I'm in between appointments and I'm just walking out yeah, outside and, on the road. And, and bring a pen and a paper just in case if you need to jot down some notes. And mm. that's what I know some business owners do is whenever they have a phone call, they plug in their headphones, they they go for a bit of a walk, grab a pen and a paper, and away they go. Yeah, yeah. indeed, because it gets a bit tricky when you're trying to take notes on your phone while you're on. You don't want to hang up on that person, <laughs> for example. Right. So yeah, no, that's that's quite interesting. So some of the things that you see as symptomatic of the higher levels of stress, specifically mm-hmm. things like um, poor posture. You mentioned headaches, neck pain, yeah, irritable, those sort of things. Yeah, the thing with the body is those things, those painful, those symptom kind of things are your body trying to tell you that something's not quite right, something's not functioning at its best. And a lot of times that symptom or that pain is that last ditch effort by the body to let you know that, hey, this needs some attention. And sometimes the body will literally um, fight against you. I have a friend of mine who um, works in a government position. She works really hard and she has found that over years of poor posture and sitting in that position, her spine is starting to fuse. Mm. Um, She's had some x-rays done and she's absolutely terrified because she's only 40 and she's just going, my God, my, my my body's actually fighting against me to try and hold me up in that position and no longer allow me to, yeah. you know, hunch and, over. And the body is being quite intelligent in doing that because from the information it's got, it's decided that's the smartest way to keep her going because mm. that's what she needs to do. So it's actually pretty intelligent for the body to do that in the short term, but it just doesn't serve her very well over the long term at all. Yeah. So that's where that whole 
proactive versus reactive becomes so important about focusing on doing something before it's an issue like that because yeah understandably that she's is freaking out because that's kind of in that well what do I do now how do I react to this so exactly reactive not great so one of the things somebody said to me a little while ago was that your body is not a vessel on which your head sits (laughs) it is not simply just there (laughs) to move your brain around like some bizarre you know animated film with those big heads sitting on the teeny weeny little bodies I mean that's what we're heading towards we're not we have to work in conjunction with That's ourselves, right. really. Everything has a purpose yeah. in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, we're going to take a quick break here on uh, Small Biz Matters. You're listening to Triple H 100.1. We will be back after this. And we're back in the room with Small Biz Matters, and I have now officially had my chair adjusted <laughs> properly by Ingrid. Thank you. Now I know how to sit when I'm in the studio. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a proper. I like to sit on the edge of a chair like I'm Mm. yeah maybe that yeah I don't know why that is and now so I've just got to use that back support a little bit more yes okay lesson learned I know how know how to adjust this chair now which is good (laughs) so all of you out there who are thinking listening to this program have a think about how you're sitting have a think about where your lumbar support is is your bum towards the back of the chair how's your posture um, I, for one, have my microphone at exactly the correct level. Um, where <laughs> should my arms angles. be? 90 degree yeah. angles everywhere, feet flat on the floor. Um, That's the other one, actually, as we talk about that. Cross at the ankles, not at the knees, because then mm. your pelvis stays nice and, and structured on the ground. So rather than a lot of people sit on their chair and cross their legs, because that's quite a comfortable position. Mm. But if you find that you tend to cross your legs, cross over at the ankles, tuck them back behind the chair. Oh, that's okay, is that's it? That's okay, no. yep. Oh, thank the goodness. pelvis is nice and, and flat on the chair then. I, yeah. can't, I can't cross my knees anymore because I've got varicose veins mm-hmm. and they look really ugly so <laughs> I've broken that habit but it's way too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we talked a little bit about before the break about the the symptomatic problems that you see as, as chiropractors w- with relation to stress um, and then I mentioned that we had a, a family friend who's actually finding that her spine is fusing together because of her poor posture for hours at a time. So some of the things um, we talked about was breaking up your day at 40 minute intervals, go and do a wee, drink water, have standing phone conversations. So if you've got a phone call, always stand up, just make that a thing mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and try and have meetings or oh, walking meetings walking meetings yes. are great too so if you've yep. got staff actually go for a walking meeting around the block um, and that really helps with everything as well so is, is all lost like for my friend whose spine is now officially starting to fuse is, is is all hope lost for her what can she do to sort of assist getting yeah. back into reactive mode unfortunately yeah. but what can she do it's a good question because a lot of people do and a lot of times in practice as well a lot of people come to us at that point because they've kind of lived in that well i'll wait till something goes wrong to fix it um the really neat thing about the human body and we all know this instinctively but it is actually got this innate intelligence where it is self-healing and self-regulating so obviously there's limitations to matter so once we're kind of into that realm where maybe things have gone to a certain point they're not going to come back from that but our body doesn't just stop at that point so there will be things in that case of that extreme example where it can kind of improve it may not go back to what it is but if we're not quite at that stage then there's other things that it's definitely not all is lost if you've mm. you know been someone that sat for eight hours from now you can make those small changes and it doesn't have to be going all out and you know getting that standing desk and overhauling your your office space but making those small changes into your day you'll be surprised how quickly those things come into line. Do you recommend things like, um, well, walking is obviously a good one, but yoga, are you a fan of yoga? Yes. It's really good. So you only get one spine. You can't sort of trade it out for another one. (laughs) Not one of those parts of the body. Um, And so with that yoga, stretching, all those kind of things are great spinal hygiene exercises. They're how the spine should move 
in a day-to-day basis. So they are great things to do, as well as really looking. So there's some functional sort of movements that our body is designed to do, but because of the way society's kind of trended, and we've got things like text neck now, which is from looking down at phones and texting, those oh, kind of I things. Oh, I got that for a while mm. yeah. because I... Um, I don't know why I started using my phone a little bit more and I found I got it. It's like, what? Yeah, you got to bring that up to painful. the eye level. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so there's definitely some things that we maybe don't do with our bodies these days, but they're actually functional movements of our body. So there's a couple of things that it can be a little bit of test. Always, you know, don't push yourself beyond the limit that you should, but everybody should actually be able to do a full squat. So from a standing position down to a bottom down to the ground into a full squat should be a movement that everyone should be able to do. So everyone get up, test yourselves right now. If you can't do that, <laughs> yeah. you And if you change. can't do it, don't push it. But yeah. that's definitely one of those things that if you can't do that, then maybe the body isn't functioning at its best. And maybe it is a, a good time to think about getting your spine and nervous system checked to mm-hmm. see how it is functioning. And then from that point, you're well informed to make decisions about how to be proactive about it. So take health. me through that, that checklist process that you guys would take someone through who is being proactive, who's done the squat and gone, oh God, my body's not 20 anymore. <laughs> so what, what sort of things would a good chiropractor be searching for. Obviously, we always recommend people when they're searching for a good chiropractor, you go through the uh, your local association and you find someone yeah. who's yes. a chiropractor's association yeah. of Australia. Yeah. And uh, so, tell me through that. What's that process? So, uh, first and foremost, uh, we need to obviously find out what's your history and what's been happening, you know, throughout your life. Um, so, you know, uh, obviously, getting a really good background and history of what's. Um, happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of examination, um, we'll look at kind of how you're moving, how you're functioning overall um, uh, from a spinal point of view, body point of view. And um, what we do particularly in our practice is we look, we test the nervous system through functional um, movements and uh, tests. So, um, and that will give us an idea as to, you know, where your body is at. Um, obviously, um, if there requires, uh, if we require more information, we might also um, send you to take, obviously, some imaging if, if we require more uh, yeah, information in that kind of regards. And then is it just a matter of setting up a system of some daily exercises to try and improve that range of movement and improve the flexibility, for example? Yes, 100%. So what we do is, uh, besides, obviously, what we, um, as a chiropractor and the chiropractic treatment that we provide, we also give people, um, you know, daily exercises, things that they can do outside of the office because as we say um, them coming in to see us is one of the aspects of helping them get back to where they need to be mm. um, in living that proactive lifestyle but majority of the battle is what they're doing outside there yeah. and making sure that they're not doing the things that have brought them into our practice the first place. That's right. So, and it's not those five minutes that you're spending in your chiropractor's office. It's about all that time <laughs> that is outside. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, Indeed. And particularly when, as we were discussing earlier, um, when you're in the workplace as well. Um, so that's what to expect if you go to a good chiropractor. Now let's talk about... Um, you know, as small business owners, we, we often uh, have people working for us. I, I met a builder a few months ago who he said, I don't, and I love this, he said, I don't have six people working for me. I have six families that I look after. And I thought that was a really lovely thing. And again, something that we excel at as small business owners is looking after our staff and nurturing them and making sure we've got them for the long term because who can afford to retrain someone every six months? Yeah. So um, let's talk about being a better employer. What are some, some top tips you've got for employment? Well, going to that family model, I think a lot of the times in families and if you've got sort of 
the, well, a lot of the time it's the mum leading the way in terms of that. If she's not healthy herself and, and making sure that she's taking care of herself, then the family kind of follows on from that. And same with an employer mm. to the employees, making sure that first and foremost that you're looking after yourself to be yes. there for your employees when you need to be. Mm. But then also those same things that you're doing for yourself that we've kind of touched on some tips and pointers that that's accessible for your employees as well. Mm, yes. So whatever you're putting in place for yourself, make sure that they've got that. Yeah. And that and might, you might need to do some, make some changes ergonomically yep. to make sure that they're being cared for because you've got responsibilities. Yeah. Because as, you know. as the business owner, you're really the leader, right? So you really want to lead by example and also focusing on, you know, basic, basically creating a healthy environment for everyone because if you have healthy employees and you're going to have a healthier team, then ends up, uh, yeah. making your business being more productive, Of course, more less sick days. 100%. Awesome. Yeah. And the other thing is, I think what you're mentioning about um, leading from the front as well. We, I think as small business owners, when we say, oh, okay, I need to employ someone, I just need to employ another me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not true. You're not A, going to be able to achieve that. But also maybe you need to look at yourself and realise how hard you're working because if you bring people on, and you say to them, essentially, in the way, you might not say this directly, but indirectly, you might say, look, I expect you to work as hard as I do. And if, I'm, yes. if you're not, then I'm disappointed. They're not going to. They're not emotionally invested in this like you are. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you had everyone working as hard as we do as small business owners, you would burn out of people within months yeah. and you'd have to churn through employers. Yeah. So it, does, it doesn't make any sense to do that. It doesn't make sense for yourself, no. but also for when you're taking on staff to just make them work as hard as you do it's 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 not it's, yeah it's not right yeah and it's not sustainable either yes. so when you look at that big picture if you're kind of on that model it's going to fizzle out very quickly mm, so mm. yeah and I think in that sense it's very much about as Louise said creating that healthy environment and as the employer putting those things there so you want them to drink more water and, and get up and do those things more but often. don't buy water yeah don't don't provide. buy don't buy a bottle of water please I yeah. hate those bottled waters it's such a waste of plastic and everything just go to the tap yeah that's it. We live in Sydney, not Bangladesh. It's fine. You can drink water out of the tap. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it just bugs me. And that's it, providing that so that's a, an option there to have that there and they know that that's a, a big thing. That they're allowed to take a break from the desk from their work to go and do those things and it's not frowned upon or, or those kind of things. Because we didn't used to frown on smokos. They were there. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's it. Right. Although they were going out to smoke a cigarette, they were leaving the office and getting fresh air, ironically. Vitamin D, yeah. yeah. But we never actually... We didn't actually, you know, say that that was a bad thing, but yet we're balking at this whole leaving the office, going and getting lunch, having a half hour break, heaven mm. forbid. I remember when I was working in, in the UK as a teacher, I would be one of the only teachers in the whole... Um, I used to have my, my colleagues say, we're going to the staff room now, you're mm. taking a break. Because we as Australians, we eat lunch at our desk. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Where did that happen? Apart from the fact that digestively... Not so shockingly great. Shockingly yeah. bad. And, uh, and not, you know, getting up and moving out of your, apart from going to the fridge to get the food in the <laughs> microwave. So you also mentioned when we chatted um, walking, talking meetings. Yep. I love that. So how does, how does that work? Yeah, well, it's actually, there's research that shows that it's more productive when you're actually active and out there doing it. So the, the brain is more stimulated from that physical kind of notion of actually walking. And so ideas are more free flowing, but also you get to have that outdoor vitamin D, leave the office that creativity or that kind of is at an all-time high. So it's just a matter of, as the employer, creating that structure or encouraging those things to happen. And they're pretty easy to put in place, really. It's it's 
pretty, let's go for a walk and then we'll yeah. talk about that out there. So, yeah, and not just yeah. get a coffee, but actually walk yep. mm. as well, not just walk down to the coffee shop, shop and back yeah. again. That's it. Yeah, no, that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. And also... Um, I have an employee, uh, one of my clients actually, he's a software company, and they have um, three additional days they give their staff. So as well as having standard empl- uh, uh, um, annual leave, and this is not a cheap thing because they've got 30 staff, yeah. um, they give them three extra days each, which don't roll over. They, they, they sort of each day, each year, they get an extra three, Great. which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. really going to make you keep on to your employees. And there's nothing more expensive for a business then going through employees yeah. and having to retrain and, right, and all the yeah. works and all that sort of stuff, plus the admin costs of getting them and leaving them, people leaving and people coming again. Yeah. Mm. So there's lots to think about there. Let's um, just to recap, we've talked about living well. Sorry, no, I'm getting it strong again. Think well, eat well, move well. Yeah. So moving well, um, and again, you have to apply these concepts to your staff. So think about your ergonomics, think about getting them to move, get up and move, eating well, what sort of nutrition and fuel are you giving them? And it's not an expensive exercise to give them some extra little things that are lying around the office. Make sure you've got herbal teas mm. so they're not just grabbing the caffeine mm. as well. Yep. And um, I suppose just, just leading by example, very important yep. as an employer as well. And, and nowadays as well, a lot of big companies, um, big corporate companies are also doing health and wellness days and things like that. So um, there are health professionals out there um, that are providing more information to help educate their employees on how to live a healthier um, and more proactive lifestyle. And, and that's something that we do um, here in our practice as well is we love to work with local businesses and help them educate them on how to create a healthy environment so um, they can focus on doing what they love doing which is basically uh, their business and working on their business. I think a lot of employers, um, small businesses don't realise that they have actually an obligation to train their staff and they forget that, you know, uh, day-to-day training or learning software on the job. There's lots of different ways that you can train staff and training them in, in living well and eating well. Maybe get, I don't know, get a yoga instructor in for the day and get them to show them to do some stretching, yeah. tell everyone to bring their sneakers exactly right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the day and, you know, uh, get uh, get someone in to sort of overhaul the office in terms of organ, uh, ergonomics mm-hmm. as well. That's another option. And, um, you know, getting some health professionals in. So what sort of health professionals? Yoga instructors, we could have um, people like you, some, some yes. chiropractors come in to talk about stretching and wellness and yep. all the eat well yeah so a popular yeah. popular um workplace talks that we do um is a spinal health talk uh, another one is what we call stress for success um so talking about you know what we've been talking about today is really kind of the impacts of stress and how can we um strengthen the body to to cope and and deal with stresses in our life Mm, mm, and a really popular one is the sit right talk so that's focusing on all the ergonomics that we've gone through today and kind of showing as well because sometimes that visual is really important as we kind of found in the break with actually doing your chair (laughs) we could describe it all we liked but what it required was getting up and changing it It did yes and i haven't moved my bottom awesome scared to move my bottom um so look thank you so much for coming on the show today guys it's been awesome and of course um for our listeners if you've missed any of today's show you can listen to the blogs and podcasts all of our blogs and podcasts are available on the smallbizmatters.com.au website and of course there you can find out about our admin hubs as well now this is another great way to it's particularly for small business owners who are sort of stuck at home looking at the same four walls isolated they don't have staff they don't have colleagues that work with them um, what we do here at small biz is we have once a month on the second wednesday of each month at 9 30 a.m sponsored by event cinemas we go to their conference room and we basically just sit and do work but we do it 
in a collegial uh, supported environment. You've got access to me as a BAS agent for free, which is awesome. Um, and people just sit down and, um, and do work. But it's, it's about being in that supportive environment and, and thinking well thinking yes. well so you're not just sort of stuck staring at what can sometimes just be a wall because <laughs> yeah i'm not even very good at putting pictures yeah. of my kids on the wall at the moment, so yeah yes. so it's, it's very important to, to factor all those things in look thank you very much for coming on the show guys can you tell us a little bit where they can find out more information about your practice yeah so uh they can pop onto our website which is uh um we've got a facebook page as well they can find us on and instagram so um yeah we love our social media um, <laughs> Um, you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, what was the name of that app again? Uh, the Straighten Up app. Straighten yeah, Up. Yeah. So they can search that that up, um, and they can can go on to our association to find that out as well. Yeah. Awesome. Look, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Heather. Thank you, guys. Thank okay. You. And um, we'll see you all next week on Small Biz Matters, the half hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. <laughs>